there and welcome to episode 44 of the Night Gallery podcast. My name's Chris Brown. Today we're going to be talking about ep- the first story from episode 9 of season 2. Uh, it was broadcast originally on November 17th, 1971. And it's called House with Ghost. Uh, the teleplay is by Gene Kearney, who also directed. And it's based on a short story by um, a real bastion. Of, of weird tales, uh, August Derleth. Good evening, art lovers. For your enjoyment and edification, three paintings on display. Part of a collection of cookery unique to this special exhibit. Painting number one, out of the real estate section of a ghost town weekly. A gingerbready item quite appropriately called House with Ghost. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the Night Gallery. Our story is based initially in London. Uh, a man called Ellis Travers, who's played by Bob Crane, um, is an American. And he's in a, what well, he sees to be a very pokey flat in the centre of London with his wife, who is Iris played by Joanne Worley they did a house swap deal and Ellis thinks that he is being ripped off and it hasn't worked out how he wanted to, he's given his big spacious home in America, in New Jersey and he's received a small flat in London um, and he wants to make a change they come to the conclusion what they what they really want to do is find a a new place like a country pile to enjoy for a little bit longer of their vacation and uh, Iris has the idea uh, mainly because of the advertising on the advert that they see that she'd like one of the, the house that they stay in to have a ghost be something that uh, she'd be interested in I think she takes it a little less seriously than Ellis does in that case I think of it a bit of fun whereas Ellis sees it as something that he could use to his advantage you see Ellis has a plan already in his mind a little bit that's slowly forming Ellis has got having an affair with a blonde woman called Shirley Sherry she's called Sherry and Ellis is hoping that in this uh, ghostly house the uh, the ghost that exists on the stairs a uh, Mr. Camby um, can uh, well do his job and free him from his wife to terrify her to death and also maybe just shove her down the stairs in truth uh, but here, uh, Canby Hall. Now, this is your stairwell, ghost. Will that do? Stairwell, ghost. Yes, I like that. Yes, that's perfect. Perfect ghost. That's the kind of thing that gives an agent a, a splendid sense of accomplishment. The ghost is meant to be a, a guy. Well, this this Canby character is a new ghost. Uh, relatively new to the, the haunting scene as it were but also the reason well he's hounded his wife out after she had changed the will and uh, she refused to live there now 
he seems to be a stubborn skinflint of a man um, pretty much straight away after the move in things start to get very serious very quick particularly for Iris she is pulled across the room by this spirit while Ellis uh, is talking on the phone to his mistress it comes clear though the mistress is less keen on the relationship than Ellis is and um, we discover near the conclusion of the story that uh, Sherry's decided to dump Ellis she's had enough waiting for him to wait for either the uh, the ghost to do its job or this dizzy spells and illness that is a problem that, that she's that the, uh, the the wife Iris is suffering with to, to finally do its job and decides to dump him it's only at this point with a rather deflated Alice that the ghost makes his move and pushes poor Iris down the stairs and to her death it's at this point that we finally discover see our apparition for the first time in that classic slightly faint way that they used to do in the 70s you know the Canterville ghost style kind of thing where they're not quite there but you, it's obviously just an act of talking in this case Bernard Fox as can be he basically tells him that um, he wants a lot of money and the reason why he wants a lot of money for services rendered in this case the murder of his wife is because his own wife had taken all the will money and Camby was also a man who was enjoying the benefits of an affair just a bill for services rendered a slight push I don't need any services Mr Canby but you asked for them steep staircase marble steps dizzy spells on record with a good Dr Crowd. what it was obvious even to a ghost it's nothing you can't afford only 2000 a month for life no oh come 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 but you said the figure yourself I wasn't going to go through with it. I was going to wait till she died. I swear it. Well, I wasn't. I'm an impatient man, Mr. Travers. Here. I caution you. I have quite a reputation of hounding my creditors to death. Oh, this is mad. <laughs> what do you need money for? A. I'm a man of my word. B. I have responsibilities. To who? Your widow? She's in great shape. Don't sweat. She's living in Brighton. She's having a ball. Just ask Mr. Chichester. Oh, no, Mr. Travers. You see, my wife upset the provisions of my will. She troubled my afterlife. <sighs> no, Mrs. Canby won't be getting another shilling from me. Or you. The, uh, the full address of the person you'll make the payments to is on the top of this bill. She's living in Manchester. Ah, she's a wonderful woman. I wouldn't go back on my promises to her for anything in the world. Not for anything. You see, Mr. Travers, uh, I too had a bird on the side. Like yourself, I'd do anything in the world for her. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, the first thing I'd say about this story is it's very English. It is um, 
it's a type of story that many people I think in the UK when they were picking up uh, selected ghost stories from the library as a, as a youngster might well have read um, it's very particular very peculiar tale um, I wonder exactly what the reception of this story would have been um, possibly a bit more frustration with the acting of Bob Crane and Joanne Worley rather than revelling in some of the more uh, peculiarities of the story for example Bernard Fox is, uh, his, his can be is fantastic obviously um, a northern you know, he, he he comes across completely like the the classic northern man who's done well and has a cold, ruthless streak. It's uh, one of those kind of characters, and I think he plays it pitch perfect. Um, there are problems, obviously, as I was saying, mainly to do with the acting. Um, Kearney's direction is okay, but you know a lot of the uh, the subtlety that was in this story is unfortunately lost. It's very, it's quite delicate in its wittiness. Um, there's a whimsy to it, and uh, I think some of that is lost. Certainly until the final denouncements when we, we we get what 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 the ghost is actually up to. Um, I think that's that's fair enough. But um, on the whole, I'd say it was something that I, I did enjoy quite a lot it's um it's well put together um but as i said i think a lot of the the subtleties were more of a be more of a benefit to an english audience than, than an american one but I, I might be over generalizing there so i was quite amused by uh, night gallery's trip over to the uk um i was particularly amused when they were talking about how pokey london flats are uh, they're, they're all that pokey <laughs> on the whole i think unless you want to spend well well upwards of, of a million quid these days um so there's some fine performances in there as well as some poor ones um our doctor's played by alan napier who is the uh, the butler in the 1960s batman there's also a uh, a link to this to uh, H.G. Lovecraft again. Our man um, August Ehrlich was uh, well, he's an American writer. He wrote 150 short stories, but he was also a publisher. Uh, the first man to publish some of the writings of H.P. Lovecraft. That name coming up coming up again and again in the, in the overnight galleries there, uh, you know, run, and um, you know he also worked towards. He wrote stories about the Cthulhu mythos as well, uh, various types of horror stories and ghost stories, and uh, he had a he had a wit to a lot of his writing, which uh, I think is is really really beneficial. Um, so I think, although possibly not the best story here, it's certainly something that is worthy of an occasional look and uh, an enjoyable one for for, for some. I like that idea, a house with a ghost. Then you don't know me at all, do you? A house with spirits in it, seeking to express themselves. Well, there's a whole motif for entertaining right there, Ellis. You know what I mean? Okay, so, um, sorry if that was a little short. There's not a lot of facts about this story, really. Um, there's, a little, there's a little bit about, um, you know, you know, a little light-hearted anecdote about the set, but I don't think it's really worth getting that into. Um, I've already kind of discussed 
a lot in terms of how Jack Laird looked and the fact he's quite scruffy and quite an unusual character and uh, I think that probably wouldn't um, change much there you know what I mean it's, it'd be more treading over similar ground again um, if you want to get in contact with the um, with us you can do uh, you can go to www.thetwilightzonenetwork.com and you can drop me an email uh, at chris at thetwilightzonenetwork.com if you want to leave any message comment on any of the articles that we've got up but also there's our Facebook and our Twitter feed and if you want to contact me directly on my Twitter it's at orange underscore monkey um, uh, I'm going to try and get something up today If hopefully uh well, I mentioned last week about uh, Christopher Nolan, who was down to, well, was rumoured to be in the line and to direct the Twilight Zone movie as the Leonardo DiCaprio produced film. Uh, he's not there anymore. The job's gone to Matt Reeves, according to Variety. Uh, it, got, it got put out last night. Um, he's the guy who directed Cloverfield and the Let the Right One In remake, Let Me In. Um, obviously, you know, he's got some great eye for the character. Uh, character study and also for uh, horror drama, so hopefully he'll uh, be able to give the uh, the film some 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 real class and real stats to it. Hopefully he'll be able to really stamp something onto onto, onto the project. Um, next week we have got um, a short. It will be a lot shorter than this one, and I know this one was quite short. Uh, it's a midnight visit to the neighbourhood blood bank. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to warn you in advance. It's, uh, don't, don't expect too much from that. But then from after that, there's a couple of really good stories as well. So hopefully there's something that will really uh, grab your attention. But uh, until then, take care and speak soon. Bye. <laughs>